Welcome back to another edition of the Rossetti and Stewart podcast. Not sure what the episode number is, but I'll find out as soon as I look at our list once again. But today, we're here with a guest, Ben Rutkowski. Tell us how you're doing, Ben. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. I was watching a little basketball last night. Uh, yeah, it was good. Oh. And Justin? Uh, well, I had to work yesterday, so, you know, that, that you know, is what it is with that. But, um, you know, it was pretty, week's been pretty good, man. I can't complain too much. You know, I'm here, so honestly, that's all you can ask for. In case Ben hasn't known, where where do you tell him where you work at? I work at a restaurant that will be going unnamed in this podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I'll tell you, I'll just give you this: that it's a steak place, so that that narrows it down a bit. Yeah, okay. but yeah. Anyways, uh, we're here and we're talking all about baseball today. It's going to be an MLB preview, but before we get into it, we're going to do our quick hitters of the week. Justin, do you have any quick hitters that you thought of? Yeah, so we're just going to get right into it. So. If you didn't know, Fairleigh Dickinson with the upset of the tournament so far, beating number one Purdue. And, you know, obviously people were talking about the upset and how Purdue, you know, was pretty much it was a mismatch for the game. They didn't really shoot well. And, you know, obviously they rely a lot on their big guy, Edie. But there's a guy in Fairleigh Dickinson that I actually know, I actually went to school with. His name's, um, I hope I'm not botching this. It's like his name's Braden Reynolds. He played for Chartres Valley for four years in varsity. And um, I don't know if he's a freshman this year or is he a sophomore, but he's he was actually on the team. And I think he actually played, too. So shout out to him. You know, that's that's a, a lifetime moment you'll never forget. First of all, making the tor- tournament in itself is amazing. And then you beat a number one seed. Uh, that's just crazy. It's wild that someone came from Chartres Valley. That's actually in the NCAA tournament. I mean, the last person I can think of was TJ McConnell, obviously. So... Just to have another guy, you know, make the tournament. That's pretty cool. So that's pretty that's pretty short and sweet for this week for me for quick hitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's going to be another one is around this area, Lincoln Park, Nellie Cummings, and then yeah. a couple years ago from my high school, Devin Wilson from uh, Montour played for Virginia Tech. So, hey, people from the Whippeal are everywhere. Oh so, yeah. Wow. No, great funny. athletes come from the Whippeal. But I do want to add on to Fairleigh Dickinson. Okay. This is kind of I have two quick hitters we can use. Uh, my first quick hitter, I'll just go through it quick. Virginia should have won that game. Don't know what happened there. Uh, Kihei, uh, Kihei Clark had a phenomenal pass to um, uh, Diakate a couple years ago to help send them to send that game to overtime against Purdue. Uh, to end his career, though, bad pass. If you, you guys have probably all seen it. Pegues hits the game winner for Furman after a turnover with 2.2 seconds left. What a wild finish. Uh, my other quick hitter, Princeton over Arizona. Um, honestly, I am—I didn't have it, but I'm not shocked because I, I had Arizona losing to Missouri. I just wasn't sure they were going to lose to Princeton. But if you watch that game, Princeton just played a really smart game. You could tell they were from the Ivy League. Uh, but I do want to say one thing about Fairleigh Dickinson. They were a 16 seed, but they shouldn't, in, in my opinion, they should not even have been in the tournament. Because they didn't win their conference tournament, Merrimack did. Well, how they get? How fairly Dickinson get in that? Merrick, Merrimack was Division Two a couple years ago. You have to wait. I think it's three or four years before you're eligible for the tournament. Oh come on! So Merrimack won the NAC, but Fairleigh Dickinson, since they were the second place team, took their spot. Wow, that's I never I never knew that. Like, you 
That's wild. That's why, like, Fairleigh Dickinson, they were, like, 21 and 15. They lost to Pitt earlier this year by 22 points. Isn't that crazy? That is. I mean, that's I, – I I was thinking, did they win their – because they had to win their conference, and no, they didn't. Dang. Yeah, it happened uh, last year to Bellarmine, too. Jacksonville State took their spot. Bellarmine beat Jacksonville in the championship game. Uh, what conference is that? Atlantic Sun? I think – I don't know the conference. is a smaller conference, but, um, yeah, Bellarmine won their conference. Jacksonville State took it. Yeah, it's it's the second year in a row something like that's happened. Yeah, I don't I don't like I don't like that rule. That's stupid. Me neither. Like Merrimack's been in the NEC since RMU was in it. Uh, so yeah, I think this is I think they're eligible next year. But that kind of that sucks if you're like a senior at Merrimack, you won your tournament. Well, yeah, that and then like the fact that like a lot of those conferences, they're like yeah, one team gets in. It's not like you get four or five as opposed to like the, the power five. So like. You know, you work all year long for that, and we all know how March Madness works. Like your best chance is that year, because next year is not guaranteed. And I just think that just that just sucks, man. I'm, you know, I, I hopefully they make an appearance here in the next couple of years whenever they're eligible, quote unquote. But that that's that's some BS, man. I hope Bellarmine does too, because they same thing happened to them because they beat Louisville this year, but everyone beat Louisville this year. Oh, let's say they're four and twenty-eight for a reason. Yeah. But anyways, Ben, do you have any quick hitters? Duke's gonna win it all this year. There you have it. You want speaking of that? Like, you want to talk about before we get into baseball? We could talk about March Madness for like five yeah, hours. I don't see why not. I definitely want to like hit on it. But yeah, Duke. I mean, you and I both have them oh, for a championship game. I, I have do. them against Texas. I have them against Houston. Uh, you saw what they did to Oral Roberts. Oh, they destroyed them. And when people were picking Oral Roberts as a trendy Cinderella team, and Oral Roberts, they're a good team, but Duke just destroyed them. Dude, and plus, like, I, they were talking about uh, Vanover, who was from Arkansas, transferred there to, from Oral Roberts. I mean, the thing is, Duke has an equalizer in Philip Kowski. Team has just, just shot the lights out, shot the lights out against Pitt in the ACC tournament. 174-51 against a, a really good Oral Roberts team. So, yeah. Uh, but before we get into it, I, my Final Four, it's still intact. It's uh, UCLA, Alab- Alabama, Texas, and Duke. So Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with uh, a couple of those. So, yeah, I have Houston, Kansas, Al- uh, Alabama, of course, and then Duke. I, I said from the beginning, if Duke – I didn't trust Purdue to go very far. I didn't think they'd lose their first game, but – I said, if everything breaks where Duke can make a run in the Final Four, I think if they can beat Tennessee, they have a clear path, I think, to get there. And not only that, I think they can get to the championship game too because I think they're more than capable of beating Alabama. And I think people like lost got lost in the shuffle with Duke because they weren't ranked number one most of the year. And people, oh, this is they're, – they're, they're, I mean, not that they're a good team. They were, but, like, it was just – compared to previous years, they were always top five, top three. And I think people forgot that they still have a lot of talent. And, you know – Around February, they started playing really well. We saw they won the ACC tournament too, so they're a good team. And no one, I, if you're anyone that's playing, potentially playing them, you don't want to play them. They're they're playing very good basketball right now. Yeah, and uh, Pitt ran into that, and it almost knocked them out of the tournament. Pitt literally had to beat two of the be- better defenses in the country just to prove that hey, you know, we're a legit team. And he, in Penn State too, as well. I mean, you beat Illinois three times. You win all these games, and they get marked as a ten seed. I mean, you cannot tell me that Iowa State is uh, better than that team. Say Penn State, they almost 
they and they hung in with Purdue too. Like it wasn't like Purdue killed them. They, they lost like what got one possession game. So, shoot. I see Ben. He went to Penn State Baron, so I, I know he's happy about how Penn State's doing right now. That's right. How's um how's Luke Shingler doing with Penn State right now? He's he's happy so far. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer he'll be happy, but uh, <laughs> right now we're good. <laughs> yeah, and then West Virginia. That West Virginia and Maryland may have been the best game of the tournament, honestly. So no, it, far. Was, it, was, it was a good game. Yeah, it's funny. It was it was a game of runs, man. West Virginia got out to a big lead, then Maryland like kind of cut it down. There's back and forth, and then you know Maryland pulled away. But you know West Virginia, I think they're I think they're a solid team. It's just like the conference that they were in. You know, you have Kansas, you know Texas, TCU. I can go on Kansas State. Uh, you know that's 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 a tough conference. So I think a lot of that was. They were beating up on each other, and you know, fourteen losses. I don't think is reflective of, of uh, West Virginia. They, I think they're a good team, but you know, it's March Madness, so you know, it's a one-game elimination, and you know, they just didn't win. I mean, that just happens. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been a good tournament, though. No, it a lot has of good games. Like last year, I felt like there was a lot of blowouts. This year, even Arizona. Uh, Arizona State and TCU, that was a great game last No, it was. TCU. Drake and Miami was close, too. Yeah, Drake. I actually picked Drake to beat Miami because, you know, Drake, I thought, was another solid team that could make it run. But, you know, Miami's a good team, too. Like These are all good teams. Like, there's there's not really a major gap maybe from the one seeds to about the 12 or 13 seeds. There's there's not that much disparity, in my opinion. You know, you catch someone off on the wrong shooting night, you know, it's fair game. So, you know, TCU, they came back. They were losing most of that game. Uh, Arizona State so you know hats off to Jamie Dixon former Pitt uh, head coach yeah Mike Miles Jr. too what a performance he almost had 30 points last night Uh, TCU in my opinion I think Arizona State too they kind of got the pit treatment where this team is higher than an 11 seed I mean last night's game was like they're more of like a nine in my opinion but TCU, I think, could have been higher too if Mike Miles I mean he missed eight games down the stretch so yeah but Anyways, yeah, I think uh, it's it's time for some baseball. Though. Yeah, we can talk baseball. Let's go. Well, yeah, so how are you guys feeling? Do you guys want to go division by division, just talk about each team? Sure. You guys want to uh, touch on the World Baseball Classic a little bit? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I, uh, I can talk about it for a little bit, yeah. You have, have you been watching it at all, Justin? Uh, so, like, I'm not gonna, I'll am i be honest with you. I've kind of tailed off since March Madness has started. But right. that first week or so, I was watching a lot of it, though. Okay. So, you know, like, yeah, I, I find it to be, like, very fun to watch, um, honestly. It's electric, man. It the is. Energy it, is. The energy is different in the World Baseball Classic. You know, I see a lot of mm-hmm. clips on Twitter, too. Like, just, like, the amount of viral clips. It's, like, a global thing. And I think – Yeah. I I've actually enjoyed it more than watching like actual MLB baseball because guys the guys are allowed to emote they're allowed to flip their bat and they're not going to get hit like it's right. I think that's the problem with baseball it's too much um, a lot of people that are invested in the sport they have like um, certain beliefs of how you're supposed to play the game and I, I respect those but at the same time like we're in 2023 and, and guys yeah. you know they, they express themselves differently and I think if we embrace that more I think baseball will become a lot more respected in, in more circles that's my opinion yeah you have traditional people like people who come to mind for me are gonna be um, like Max Scherzer you have like Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. They're tough. They're tough old pitchers, you know, and they're definitely they're definitely credible. But they play they play the game old school type where, you know, if you hit a home run off them, you touch your bases and you go back to the dugout. 
And then you got someone like Tatis who comes onto the scene and he's ready to show however he's feeling, however he wants to show it. And I think I agree with you that I think I think it's fun. I think it brings a lot of life to the game, especially in a game where, um, you know, obviously they've cut it down with the pitch clock. But games mm-hmm. that were going three hours, it's like that's stuff that you want to see. You know, when a guy hits a home run, you want to see that he's excited about it. So. I do want to add too, like it, it's it's exciting to watch because, like, I don't know. The other day, this is obviously we're all from the U.S. and stuff, and. They were playing Mexico. Mexico came out, put a he- put a beating on Team USA. Oh, uh, and let me tell you, this this isn't just any Team USA team. Like literally every American player you can think of who's going to play infield and outfield for this team is on that team. And Mexico came out, and then Joey Manessis, his second home run, did that bat flip. I don't even know where that bat went. Oh, See, it's, what, it's in space somewhere. Yeah. And, and like, but, but even as a USA fan, there was a lot of Team Mexico fans there, and it was just it was a crazy atmosphere to see that home run go out. See him do the bat flip. Like you can't replicate it. I sent a video to um to Ben. It was Yu Chang. It was overseas in Taiwan, and Yu Chang hits this home run, ties the game up. And it was electric. And, you know, KBO and all um, KBO, uh, baseball in Japan, they have, like, cheerleaders on the dugouts. It's more of, like, think of, like, a soccer game and a football game, kind of, how that student section is. That's how they play baseball over there. And so whenever you see Yu Chang hit that home run and him going around the bases screaming, getting, getting emotional about it, that that's going to bring in more viewers for the sport as well. Yes, old school baseball is important. Uh, I know for me when I played uh, in high school and stuff, I, I was never one to really celebrate and taunt like that. But when you see other people doing, it, you can see why because the emotion can just get to you, and it's just it's great to see. It's great for the sport. I mean, if you watch KBO baseball too, it's the same way: yeah. tossing the bat, bat flips. Uh, whatever it may be, I mean, even if you watch, if you watch like s- some of the Korea players, like Ha Seong Kim and stuff like that, I, they'll just naturally bat bat toss it, like even on like a regular ground ball. I think it's just because it's so ingrained in the KBO culture and stuff like they're that. They're just they're just having fun with it. Yeah, you know. But what's really what's really cool about the World Baseball Classic is like one of the classic examples from last week is like that Czech electrician. That yeah, who struck oh, out Shohei Otani? Yeah, it's like I don't know. That stuff is just very cool. I mean, that's like that's the kind of things that make the World Baseball Classic so exciting. And mm-hmm. so, and I think it's something that you know, like you heard, um, you know, we've had people talking. I've seen interviews with like Mike Trout and uh, other people who are talking about Edwin Diaz get Edwin Diaz getting injured, yeah. and it's like. Mike Trout said that's some of the most fun he's ever had on a baseball field. He's mm-hmm. playing for his country, and yeah. I think that a lot of people, you know, like these small guys from these, from you know, like the electrician from Czech. These guys, that's they're gonna say the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Diaz got hurt, like, and it was off field too. It was, like, a, it was a celebration, celebration. It was like he was pitching. And here's the thing, like, you're gonna be playing baseball no matter what this month. You're gonna be playing it in spring training. Yeah. You're gonna get. You're, you're probably gonna get more at bats in the World Baseball Classic, but it's not gonna be like this much more. No. I mean, honestly, it's probably good that you're facing this ki- kind of pitching now. 
Because, like, you saw what happened in 2020 whenever they faced no pitching at all. Oh, dude. Like, you usually see in April, that's when teams, like, how many players go in cold spells early on? Oh, most guys don't get hot till May or June, so. And if you're playing, you know, the best players in the world, I think it's actually beneficial to play in the World Baseball Classic rather than it hurting you. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we, uh, then there was the underperformance of uh, Dominican Republic. Uh, Everyone yeah. was hyping them up. Yeah. I mean, you have, you know, like you have Eloy Healthy. He goes out there. He's, I think he was like five for 11. In the mm-hmm. baseball classic, you know, and it's, yeah, it's unfortunate to see that because they were pretty hyped up coming yeah, in this year. No, yeah, I mean they they usually every year they have the classic. They're they're usually one of the better teams, especially offensively. And I remember 2017, that team was like loaded. Every guy in that lineup was an all star in some form or fashion. So Venezuela, on the other hand, has been pretty solid though. Yeah, they have been. Anthony Santander has been going off. Yeah, you have like Wilson Contreras. I mean the teams. Yeah, there's some. I mean, it's all all the Latin American countries. I, I just feel like can beat each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Mexico proved that against USA. Yeah, no, I mean the USA. I mean they had that bad game against Mexico, but you know followed up by playing Canada, dude. That was uh, a bloodbath. Yeah, and I felt bad for that pitcher. I think he was like 18 years old. He's like in single A for the, in the Rangers organization, and he just got killed. And like you know, I you can't fault him. I mean, literally, like we said with uh, Dominican Republic, the USA. You can make the argument that Kyle Schwarber is the worst player offensively on that roster, and he can still hit 50 home runs in a season. So, like, you, you know, you're facing Trout, uh, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, like, right off the bat. Like, that's yeah. – you're asking a lot. And, you know, I just – you know, I felt for him, though. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things, man. So And you have two of the best shortstops in the league on the same team, and Trey, uh, Trey I, Turner and Tim Anderson. I, and I didn't it's mention – crazy. Bryce Harper was supposed to be on the team, too, before he had Tommy John. So, I mean, that, that team would have been stacked. My only concern, though, is their pitching. It's a little iffy. I mean, I, I like Adam Wainwright, though, but they don't really have any, like, upper echelon pitchers. Like, I would have loved to see Max Scherzer or, like, Clayton Kershaw, one of those guys, pitch, and I think that would have really helped USA, though. But I still think they can win it, win the Classic, though. But, you know, I think their pitching, starting pitch, pitching is a little concerning to me, though. That's my opinion. Yeah, even Jacob DeGrom would have been cool, but oh, he's yeah. one of those pitchers that – I think like, everyone knew he wasn't going to pitch. Yeah. I think he's hurt anyway. Yeah, <laughs> he's I mean, always hurt. Oh, he is. That's why I was saying like you're not going to you're not going to see him in it, which sucks because he's say so we, good. But we, we're probably going to talk about the Rangers. I'll elaborate more on that probably. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll get into the Rangers. They're, uh, yeah. they're definitely interesting because the thing is, Rangers and the Angels got better this year. Yeah. No, they did. Mm-hmm. They did. But also the Mariners got Teoscar Hernandez. Mariners, so. are, they're going to be there too, man. They're going to be good. Yeah, I, I assume so. Anyways, yeah. If we if you want to get into it, we could we could start with it. Talk about the. Do you want to start with the AL East? AL East. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Alrighty, are you guys ready yes, to sir. break down Let's some do of these teams? Alrighty, so the Blue Jays, you lose Teoscar Hernandez. You pick up Brandon Belt, Varsho, and Kiermaier, and you still have Vladdy Jr. You still got Bo Bichette. Oh, you lose. They lost Lourdes Gurriel as mm-hmm. well. But I mean. The team's still pretty solid, in my opinion. Still have a solid rotation. You still got Alec Manila, Kevin Gosman, Jose Barrios. That's a good, solid top three. Um, Blue Jays, I mean, disappointing end of the season last year. But I think this year, I think they'll bounce back, and I think they're a playoff team this year. No, um, here's what I'll say. Barrios, to me, I don't think he's uh, 
I don't think he's a very good pitcher anymore. Um, you know, he he has the potential to be great, but uh, he's been rough. It's been rough from the past couple of years, and you know. I'll say that, though, but with that being said, um, the Blue Jays, they're going to be in the mix for the division title, too, I think. Uh, their offense, uh, not to mention George Springer, too. You, know, you have him, Vladdy, and Darden uh, Varsho for the Diamondbacks. They got him in the trade. He's, he's versatile. He can play catcher, too, and he can play the outfield. So you have a guy you can plug around the field. So that, that's definitely a plus, too. And they have um, – their pitching's good uh, for the most part. Their bullpen's uh, decent. So, yeah, they're going to be in the mix. I don't know if they'll win the division, but it wouldn't surprise me. And I, th I think I'd agree with you. I think I have them as a wild card team. I I'd probably have the Blue Jays as a wild card team. I don't think it's far-fetched. Yeah. And, yeah, what do you think of the Blue yeah, Jays? Yeah, I think, I think Dalton Vorso is a very sneaky pickup. It is. In a way, I think you know, uh, last like year he had, he had almost 30 home. Uh, he had 27 home runs last year, mm -hmm. which – is um, almost triple what his dad had in his whole career. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's young. He was 2019, right, that he came up? Yeah, with the Diamondbacks. Was the yeah, it was like late 2019, and, yeah. Um, you know, you had that COVID year and everything. But, yeah, I think that's a great pickup for the Blue Jays. And like you said, they have they have Vladdy and Bichette and Springer, who I think are always going to be solid. I think Bichette's a little underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone knows he's good, but I think he's underrated. And um, still got Kevin Biggio too, as well. In that Kevin game. Biggio. Yeah, I mean, he had yeah. a pretty solid season last. Like he had a slow twenty twenty one, but yeah. he, he picked it up last year. Yeah, but Bo Bichette though, like he's he's arguably top five shortstop in the league. I, yeah, I, I, I would can't say. Screw that. I would say. No. And yeah, I agree with you on Barrios. I think he's. Um, I don't know. He's he's one of those guys who sort of broke out and then it just sort of faded off. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't really been the same since, uh, what was that, 2017 or 18? With the Twins, yeah. yeah. He was really good for he the Twins. He was really oh, good yeah. that one yeah. season. And then, he, you know, I don't think he's a terrible pitcher, but... I think he's he's um I think he's ranked well in the lineup or in the uh, rotation there. Well, I'll just read, read off his stats real quick. So, his best year was 2019. Um, or you can argue 2018. He was pretty much uh his ERA hovered around 3.7. So, I mean that's it's not like spectacular, but it's that's still solid and um he was an all-star back-to-back years, but if you look at 2021, he got traded to the Blue Jays. His ERA is 3.58. And last year, which I was alluding to, he had a 5.23 RA. So Oof. that's – and he didn't he didn't have a good World Baseball Classic either. So that's a little bit concerning. But, I mean, at the same time, I could be proven totally wrong and he got here and have a solid year. So yeah. I, I hope I'm wrong. He's I really do. Here's the thing. His slider – okay, so Alec Manoa, on the same team, by the way, best slider in baseball – Jose Barrios, though, has a nasty slider. It's crazy that his ERA is over five. If you ever just watch him pitch and watch some of his stuff, I just, I don't know, maybe just too many mistake pitches? Like, Yeah, I don't knows? know. Like, he's he's only, he's uh, let me see his age. He's only uh, 28, so he can yeah. still, like, yeah. turn it around. It's not the end of the world. His but. best season was when he was 25. Yeah. So. But you got to remember, when you look at someone switching from team to team like that, you know, it's something that, something that, is sort of untalked about is the is the um, is what the team has envisioned for that pitcher, mm -hmm. right? So there'll there'll be teams who get a pitcher and they want them to be someone that they're not. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, it's a classic. It's, Chris Archer, it's a classic Chris Archer story. Yeah. It's the it's the most 
it's the most basic example is that they wanted him to come in and not pitch the way that he had always pitched. They wanted him to be somebody different, and clearly it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you mention that. Jake Arrieta, too. I yeah. just want to mention No, that. yeah. Tr- uh, Orioles, the Cubs. No, yeah. No, a perfect example, you alluded to the Pirates, uh, Charlie Morton and Garrett Cole, because if you remember Charlie Morton, like when he first came up, he was like all over the place. He would have like a great game, and then he'd give up like seven runs the next game. And Garrett Cole, he had that, that one great year in 2015. But after that, it was just like – he was kind of all over the place too. He was still good, but he—I don't think he had his. He obviously didn't have reach his full potential. And then once you see Charlie Morton, you know, after a couple stints elsewhere, end up in Houston. I mean, he just became like a top five pitcher. And it was like they didn't pitch to his strengths. He was a power pitcher, and Cole was a power pitcher. And I know there, there's there's risk in having power pitchers. You know, you don't want to wear out their arm, but at the same time. You know, you look at Cole, his strikeouts literally, like, doubled when he left the Pirates. He used to strike out 300 guys every year. And you see Charlie Morton, like, in the running for Cy Young. And, you know, it, it, that's just – there's that's a factor. Like, it's just the Pirates, the race surge at the time, they were, you know, pitched to contact and, you know, right. get, get guys out that way. And, um, you know, they they unfortunately, I think they mismanaged Morton and Cole and didn't get as much out of him as they probably should have. That's just my opinion. The other factor there is that – they both turned it around on the Astros. Astros, no, that's, right? The yeah. Astros, they just have this thing where they can put someone on the mound and turn them into a good pitcher. No, I'm, I'm not really sure what it is, but it works, and no. um, it's actually really amazing to see. You know, if someone, especially like Charlie Morton, someone yeah. like Charlie Morton, that was a really cool turnaround. Yeah, and then even this year, like, look at some their rotation. If you'd have told someone like two years ago, hey, Yurikidi. Uh, Framber Valdez, McCullers, you know, you're not going to have Verlander or Garrett Cole, but this is going to be the best rota- one of the best rotations in baseball. You're, you're, you're going to look at them like they're crazy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see Yurikidi, solid year, Cy Young candidate. Framber Valdez, solid year. Even uh, Luis Garcia, mm-hmm. the guy with the, one of the craziest windups I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he even had a good year last year too. I mean, and Christian Javier helped with a combined no-hitter too as yeah. well. So, I mean... Well, and they you know, hit the Yankees. I was about to say, even going there, Justin Verlander, I mean, you remember when he left Detroit, he was kind of like starting to tail off. And he was still a good pitcher, but uh, he wasn't as dominant as he was like early on in his career when he won MVP. And, you know, as soon as he goes to Houston, it's like he's like like he's back in, in his prime. Like he was last year, too. I mean, he won those Cy Young this past year, right? I think he did. Who did? Verlander. Verlander, yeah. Yeah, he so did. like he had he one, was like ran away with it. He was he had one of his best years at like almost forty years old. And you know, I just think that's so wild. The, the Astros, they're like it's just amazing to me because I remember they used to be a laughing stock like oh, ten when years ago. They were ago. in our division. Oh, they were a oh, joke. What, the gray uniform. Yeah. Oh, oh they dude, were they were they were a joke. And then I just remember Carlos Lee. I, I remember reading <laughs> that Sports Illustrated article, the Astros. 2017 rules. I was like, get the hell out of here. And then they won the World Series. And then another World Series later, here we go. And they're well positioned to compete for another one this year. Like, it's just, it's amazing how they're able to churn up talent and turn guys' careers around. They just know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they pretty much probably are the best run organization probably in baseball right now, besides the Dodgers, in yeah. my opinion. Well, I could keep getting into them. Like, even if you look at Michael Brantley. Well, let's go to the Astros now. Look at, Mike, look at Michael Brantley. A lot of injuries at the tail end of his Cleveland Indians career. And all of a sudden, goes to the Astros, comes an all-star in 2019. It's just like, it's little things like that, that they turn these players around. 
And now, they have Jose Abreu this year. Man. You replaced Trey Mancini with Jose Abreu. And it's just like, it's just little things like that. Chas McCormick was another one. Big year last year. I mean, he had like 20-something home runs and stuff. And like, I don't know. It may have been a little less, a little over. But he had a really good year. It was hovering around that range. Back of the bullpen, Ryan Stanek, Ryan Presley. I mean, Ryan Presley had the most consecutive saves in a row um, in like MLB history a couple of years ago. So, I mean, this team... This team's a really solid team again this year. Well, how about look, how about how about we finish AL East now? We can get yeah, well, let's let's do it. But yeah. I mean, just like I do have Houston winning the division though again this year. Well, I'll just say that now. Yeah, Houston's winning that. Mariners got be- Mariners got better. Same with the Angels, but the Astros are just they're almost unbeatable right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, yeah, I mean, we talked about the Blue Jays though, and um, you know, I I have them in the mix though, but. I'd probably have to pick the Yankees to win a division still. Uh, that's probably who I'd go. Yeah, I mean, you pick up Carlos Rodon now. They're, they're, their rotation got better. Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, you know, they have a solid rotation. Um, I just think that, yes, they're, they're definitely going to win the division because, you know, you got Aaron Judge. You got DJ LeMayhew. You got... Oswaldo, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera and Oswald Peraza. I mean, you got some those two players gonna be studs in the league. So I mean, you got some talent coming up. Harrison Bader was a good pickup at the tail end of last year. Mm-hmm. Their rotation's pretty solid. Harrison Bader is one of the best. He's probably he's the best defensive center fielder in baseball. He's so quick too. The best defensive center fielder. He can't hit. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really like Harrison Bader. <laughs> you know what? The tell, at the <laughs> tail end of last year, he started hitting good though. But he would come in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, he. I mean, he's not a terrible bat, but listen, when he would come to PNC Park with the Cardinals, oh. I mean, it was unbelievable to watch this guy make some. You remember back in what 2012 to 14 when Kevin Pillar? Was just all over the place with the Jays making those insane oh yeah the diving catches, catches and yeah. I mean that was like Harrison Bader was just ever he was just getting every single ball that was hit out there I mean, it was unbelievable the dude is quick the dude's got a great glove I think he's one of the best defensive center fielders if not the best in baseball they're comp yeah and they're comparable by the way you speaking of Kevin Pillar yeah because like they both have like sneaky pop I think like sometimes like I know Bader his years for the Cardinals he wasn't the best hitter but last year I mean. He had a solid season with the bat, mm-hmm. and uh, in the playoffs, I think he had like six six home runs. I think he he absolutely went off in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean the team is the team isn't sneaky good because you have players like Judge, Stanton, Lemayhu. Lemayhu has won a couple batting titles now, um, and then like I said, I got you got the two young guns. Glaber Torres had a good comeback year last year. It wasn't anything like his rookie year, but it was a lot better than his 2021 season. So, yeah, that's my opinion on the Yankees. I, I want to. I really want to call the Blue Jays to win it, win the division. Their rotation, you know, I think the Yankees are more well-rounded in terms of pitching and mm-hmm. hitting and defense. Um, yeah, if the Blue Jays had a little more solid rotation, I would call them to win it all the way. Mm-hmm. And I still think there's a chance. I think it'll actually be close. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be close. Yeah. I think the problem with the Yankees is that. They uh, they had a win now mindset for ten years and they didn't win, mm-hmm. and they shipped off all of their farm system all over the place, and now they're kind of they're kind of stuck, mm-hmm. and I think they did it to themselves. But when it comes down to it, the Yankees are the Yankees. 
You know, I mean, they're always going to be a solid organization no matter what. I mean, you just mentioned that. Even in their lean years, like before, like, Judge came up, they were still winning, like, 83, 84 games. So it's not like it was, like, all, like, grim in New York, though. But I will say this. uh, I think Toronto's offense, top to bottom, is a little bit better than the Yankees because I think the Yankees are Aaron Judge reliant at times. But when Giancarlo Stanton's right and he's not hurt and he's healthy, I mean – I know the the batting average isn't what it used to be for Stanton, but I mean that's you know he's still a great home run hitter, and you know if Lemayhew can get a little bit more consistent, you know Glaber Torres can build upon what he did last year. Like they're they're still going to be a solid offensive team. That, that's the pitching's good. It's never really been much of an issue here in recent memory. So yeah, I just I just think the Yankees like like it, their track record it just has division champs. That's my opinion. But like like I said earlier though, I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto somehow found a way to win it. I, I think they could. I just think it's definitely the one and two in this yeah. division. Right. Um, we could talk about the Orioles next and then the Red Sox, but the Yankees, like, they're just – Aaron Judge, I mean, you saw last year, he's going to have another good year again. Um, I mean, as long as they stay healthy, that rotation to me is it, it is very comparable. Like, you got Garrett Cole, Severino, pick up Carlos Rodon, Really solid lefty. They needed a lefty pitcher. So, still a good team. I think the Blue Jays, what's going to hurt them? We mentioned Dalton Varsho. Great player. But Teoscar Hernandez, I mean, the dude's like a borderline all-star, maybe an all-star almost every year. Uh, that's going to that's gonna hurt. I mean, he was a cleanup, uh, around cleanup, three-hitter last year, with uh, right around where Vladdy is. It was always them going back-to-back and stuff. So, losing Teoscar is going to hurt. Varsho is a really good solid pickup. Um, I think Varsha is going to be really good for them, but I think losing like Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel, I think that's that's going to like in April. I think there might be a little bit of early woes for the Blue Jays because like losing a a player that's like literally a centerpiece of the team. Because you know we could talk about Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but if you look at Teoscar Hernandez's numbers since 2019, he's been one of the most consistent outfielders in baseball. So that's going to hurt. But yeah, where would he go? He went to uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, um, they were trying to extend uh, Teoscar Hernandez, and they really couldn't get anything done, so they kind of just mm-hmm. offed him instead. Yeah, honestly, if they're probably looking at We're probably going to sign Vladdy and then probably Bo Bichette. Cause that, that's really their, like, two guys they probably want to have for the next 10 years. Because like, if, if you think about it, like, there's only so much money you could, like, give out, players, give out to players. And I think – as good as Hernandez is, I don't think he's quite at the level of, of Tatis. And, and I'm not Tatis. Of Vlad or Bichette. Like, those are the, like, the two cornerstone guys you want to have for uh, life. Yeah, but I think it's important to take in the longevity of Vladdy. Mm-hmm. Right? He's been compared to Prince Fyodor. How, you know, amazing player, but he just he didn't have the longevity. Mm-hmm. And people have said that about Vladdy. Is, is he going to be a 20-year player, or is he going to be a 10- to 12-year player? Mm-hmm. You know? and Yeah, I don't know. To me, like, last year, no, it was 2021. Like, Vladdy went off. He was, like, spectacular. But last year, he kind of dipped, and he was still great, but his year wasn't as good. So I think this year, like, hopefully the, the uptick in production goes back up, though. But... You know, I, I, you know, even if he only plays ten or twelve years, that's still a long time. Like I understand, like he's not twenty years is, you know, that's twenty years, but ten years, that's still like I think you can still get enough out of him. And you know, 
the, the, my question is like whether or not he'll still be at the first baseman in like five or six years. I do think he'll eventually become a DH just because I this, the way he's built. I just don't see him like playing. Th uh, I know he played third too when he came up in first, but I just don't see him playing defense very much longer. It's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, unless you make, he, you, you, I've seen transition where people make, you know, moves with their body and stuff. I think Vladdy could be one of those players that does that. And plus, we mentioned last year, he didn't have the 2021 season he had, but the 2021 season he had was an anomaly, especially with the league average, like yeah. going down for batting average. I mean, he batted over 300. Had 45 home runs. I mean, even last year, he still hit over 30 home runs, batted 274. Yeah. So, I mean, still a really solid player yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he's oh, going to do, yeah. do that every single year. He would have won MVP if uh, Shohei Otani didn't exist in 2021. So. Oh, I know. Shit. Shohei had, like, the craziest season literally since Babe Ruth. So. No, it's, uh, you know. That's you know is what it is, though. But, I mean, I guess you can probably move on to the next team. Yeah, so I think we could talk about, like, so – Who's taking home third? So the O's get Kyle Gibson, 2021 uh, All-Star for the Texas Rangers. Was a Cy Young candidate at a point. Was not really good last year. They pick up him. You have John Means, Cole Irvin, and Grayson Rodriguez, young player, one of their top prospects, going to be a good pitcher. So their rotation, they at least like attacked one of their weak points, which was that. Uh, they really didn't add too much in the field. I mean, you added uh, Adam Frazier. Gunnar Henderson's coming up. He had some good at-bats at, at the tail end of the last year. I think Adley Rutschman's going to have a breakout year. You saw at the tail end of the year, he really started to heat up. He's going to have a really, really good year. Uh, and then Ramon Urias, Anthony Santander, Ryan Mountcastle. Mm -hmm. Team solid. Um, I just I, I think they're better than – with Tampa losing I like players like G-Man Choi and a lot of their – and Kevin Kiermaier, a lot of the mainstream players, um, I think that they could fin. I think they're going to finish ahead of Tampa, uh, Boston. On the other hand, I mean, oh, if you look gosh. at Boston, they lose Xander Bogarts, but they get Justin Turner, Adalberto Mondesi, Adam Duvall. Uh, it just the question is is the rotation, because you have James Paxton, the Big Maple, but he's hurt constantly. You have Chris Sale, hurt constantly. Hurt constantly. Corey Kluber. Uh, Whitlock, Brian Bellow is going to be a good pitcher. Uh, I mean, I, you pick up Kenley Jansen in the pen, but I don't know if this team, like, I don't know if this is the same Red Sox teams we've uh, been seeing. You know, it's funny you mention that. So, like, I, I think all three of these teams can f can be three to five, finish three to five. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. But right now I'd probably say I'd probably take the Rays third. I'd probably do the Orioles fourth. I'd do the Red Sox fifth. Right. And I think the Rays – They've still found a way to be competitive. Their, their their team's kind of, like, been stripped of talent here the past couple of years. and They're not as dominant, obviously. And, you know, they've had some setbacks, like, for Tower Glass now and Shane Baz, too. So that, that's not ideal. That's, like, you know, your future pretty much or what's left of it. And But, like, they still always have a good, good pitching rotation. Offense, you know, it's... It's 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 passable for major league offense, so they're going to be like competitive. I think they'll be around five hundred. I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year though. Yeah. But the Orioles, to me, um, you mentioned like all their young guys. They're going to have Gunnar Henderson too, like third baseman of the future, hopefully. You know, Rodriguez, the starting pitcher, and they have guys in the farm system too, just beyond those guys. So I think 
I wouldn't be surprised they took a step back this year, but I don't think they're going to lose 100 games again. I don't think that, but maybe win 75, maybe hover around that range. But, you know, the Orioles, they're set up, man. If, if, uh, at, they almost made the playoffs last They did. I think what's more key than anything for the Orioles, it's not so much making the playoffs, but it's just having guys develop, like, like Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, like those kind of guys. If they can play well, then you can kind of look into next year and kind of start thinking about playoffs potentially, maybe spend some more money in the offseason. Uh, the Red Sox, I have no idea what they're doing. Um, they let they traded away Mookie Betts. They let uh, Bogarts go, too. Like those are guys I would have kept and like built built around long term, but that's just my opinion. And I know they signed Devers to a huge uh, contract ex- extension, but they're just weird to me. They used to always be a team that spent a lot of money, and yeah. they, I feel like they've got kind of gotten on the cheap side here the past five or six years. And I, I know they just signed Devers, so but like my point is like they just I don't know. I, it's just Justin Turner. Like, I, you know, he had, he's still kind of solid, but he's old now. And I just yeah. – they just have a lot of question marks. I think that's the biggest issue with Boston. And, like, outside of a couple guys, like, you know Devers is going to, you know, produce. But, I mean, I just – I don't – I just don't – they're not a playoff team to me. And maybe – no. I just don't. Like, you mentioned it. Adalberto Mondesi, though, comeback year. I'm calling uh, it. He barely, barely even plays as it is anyway. So, that's what I'm saying. There's just – if all those guys stay healthy, yeah, sure, maybe they can compete for a wild card. But, I mean, I, I'm not banking on it. And, honestly, I'd probably have them as my last place team. I would agree. I think if you sign Devers, you sign Bogarts, too. Oh, my God. I think, I think it, that was a mistake. Bogarts is one of the best shortstops in the league. Um, I think he's better than Tatis. Yeah, more consistent. He's consistent. Bogarts has been consistently consistent since 2014. Well, remember we were comparing him to Derek Jeter? We yeah, look at his – the defensive wars, they're, they're the same point in their career. Bogarts has a higher defensive war. And if you look at their stats, Bogarts has more home runs than RBIs, but Jeter has them in, like, OPS, right. average, stuff like that. So if you could compare someone to Derek Jeter, I mean, that's – that's you need to lose that player. Yeah, I mean, Bogarts is, is absolutely, undoubtedly on a Hall of Fame track right now. Yes. Undoubtedly. And – um yeah, I think if you sign Devers, you have to sign Bogarts. You got to keep them both. I don't think Justin Turner is a good replacement. No. I mean, he might he come in. He tailed off last year. Yeah, he might come in and hit some bombs, but it's not going to be, you know, he's not comparable to J.D. Martinez either. Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah, the Red Sox are, I think they're going to be in last place. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I just don't really have much to say about I think about Karma is coming back for Alex Cora. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I just don't. Maybe they can win be five hundred, but I. I see them probably in the seventy to seventy five game uh, win range. Honestly. I think like you know you said it earlier three through five it could be interchangeable. Uh, but I'm gonna put Baltimore in that three. Okay. I, I just. I, I don't. Fair. That's no. Fair. I, I. I'm not gonna disagree with. I that. just feel like the Tampa Bay Rays this year. So we always say, oh, you know, it, it's always me too. I always say, oh, the Rays. They didn't add anyone this year. It, it's going to be yeah. – I think this year, now that they lost some players and stuff, I think it's finally the year where the Rays, like especially with the injury issues in the rotation. I mean, here's the thing. If McClanahan can have the same year he did last year, if Yanni Chirinos can s- keep pitching the way he pitches too, you know what? Yeah, maybe they could get the three. But I, I just think right now, if you look at their lineup, I mean, you got Manuel Margot, Wander Franco, Brandon Lau. I mean, they're still a solid team. I'll give him that, but I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go Baltimore. I'm gonna say the young talent comes through this year. I'll go them three, Tampa four, 
Boston five, but I think you can interchange Boston. Yeah. Like I think if everything goes right for Boston, they can, they can be, very easily be four, third. maybe three. Yeah. But everything has to go right. Everyone yeah. has to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would just say with Tampa Bay, I think they're they're eventually going to bottom out. Like I do see them eventually losing like ninety or hundred games. Maybe not this year, but maybe in a year or two. And um, yeah, they're they're going to be good again because they they they're like they're what the Pirates should be. Like they don't spend money, but they know how to develop talent, and they they get the best out of what they have. And um, yeah, I mean, to them, I know they made the World Series twenty twenty, and they had a good year in twenty twenty one. But I mean, last year was pretty evident; like they were not as good. And I don't, I expect them to be even worse this year. So, and it wouldn't be surprising me either if they had a terrible year this year, I, you know. But uh, you know, I, I just think their pitching has always been solid, so they're going to be competitive. And now it's time to go to the Yale Central. I just want to get two teams out of the way real quick. Kansas City Royals and Detroit Tigers. Um, so the, the Royals, I mean, MJ Melendez, Bobby Witt Jr., they're going to be studs in the league. Let's get real. Bobby Witt Jr. had a good year. I think he's on Team USA this year too. So, yeah, two, two, two great players there. Everything else sucks. I mean, uh, Granky the uh, best. Uh, Granky is the best specialty pitcher that we've seen uh, yeah. in quite a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, Granky. I love Zach Granky. I think he. Um, I don't know. He he's one of those specialty pitchers, and he just seems to get it done. Yeah, he's where, still no he's where still he solid. is. He's mm-hmm. still he's still got life left in him. Yeah, I, I basically look at this division. It's just Cleveland and everyone else at this point. I just, I mean, I, I guess the White Sox can be good. I mean, they kind of regressed last year. The Twins, to me, uh, they're like a 500 team. Like, I just don't see them being a serious threat to do anything, do any damage in the playoffs potentially. Yeah, it's to me, like, and then Kansas City, like, they, the fact they're, like, not even close to being a competitive team. And we're, what, they're, like, six years into a rebuild? Like, come on. And then the Tigers, too. The Tigers, they, like, their whole rebuild thing has gone completely south, too. So, uh, honestly, Cleveland, as long as they don't do anything stupid, I they're going to, I think, roll that division for the foreseeable future, honestly. Plus, they pick up Josh Bell now. Yeah. So, you pick up Josh Bell and you replace Austin Hedges with Mike Zanino. If Zanino can be the Zanino from 2021, this is huge. Right now, that catcher position is a little weak right now, but you pick up Josh Bell. You still have Naylor. You still have Andres Jimenez. I mean, the team is just the team just has people that can rake on their team, and not to mention their bo- their rotation. I mean, they have that same core of rotation that they had since you know yeah. since after the lockout year. Uh, Tristan McKenzie. We were saying it on the podcast last year. What an improvement we saw at him yeah, last year. Yeah, he was solid. Uh, Shane Bieber. Uh, Aaron Savali had a rough year last year. But at the tail end, he started pitching a little bit better. I I think he's still going to be a good pitcher. Still have Zach Plesak. I think I'm missing one more guy. But, I mean, the rotation's pretty uh, – oh, Cal Quantrill. He's also playing the World ba- Baseball Classic. Not for Team USA, though. I believe it's for Team Israel. So it's Israel or Canada. I think it's Canada, actually. But, yeah, Cloud Control's there, too. That's a good rotation. Good, good bullpen with uh, with Classe, Karen Shack back there. Yeah, I think this team takes the division. I think the White Sox, if they could be healthy, I mean, you have Mike Clevenger now and stuff So as a pitcher. Um, if Eloy can be healthy, if Elise Rober can be healthy, Tim Anderson, even he has some injury issues. That's the that's their problem is is injuries. But yeah, if they could be healthy, I could see them being second or third in the division. I think the Twins are right there too. 
Um, but yeah, uh, Tigers. I think Tigers will be fifth in this division. Uh, just my opinion. I think it's. I'm gonna go rank it backwards real quick just to get them over with. Tw- uh, Tigers five, Royals four. Uh, Casey Mize. He had Tommy John surgery last year. They don't even know if he's gonna pitch in a Tigers uniform right now. So it's upsetting to see that. Um, yeah, but the Tigers. I mean, San Javier Baez. Over, um, overrated. And another oh, thing too is gosh. they completely rushed Bensel Torkelson. Um, me as a Pirates fan, I know what it's like to keep a player in the minors too long. Oh. I mean, they called up Torkelson, and he—I mean, he's, he was 21 years old, was not ready yet to play. Here's what I said to the Tigers. So, oh, you about to say something? Okay, cool. I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, here's what I said to the Tigers. So I think it was 2019. They had a pretty decent year. I think they were around 500. And that was around the time people thought, hey, well, the Tigers, they might finally, like, get back to the mix in the division. And then I remember 2020 happened. And then, like, my, you mentioned Mize got hurt. Then they had a couple guys get hurt. And then they signed Javier Baez. They were make got uh, Austin Meadows. Like, they were trying to actually compete. And then, like you said, they called up Torkelson, uh, R- Riley Green, the outfielder. I think they called him up, too. And they were terrible. And, you know, now the rebuild is just looking like, uh, well, what the heck are we doing now? It's just like now they're like they're in a position now like they uh, they they messed up their window to compete, I think. And now I think they kind of have to kind of go back to square one a little bit, if that makes any sense. And I just, you know, I just don't see how I don't I just don't see any viable way they're going to be competitive this year. I just don't. And Javier buys that contract's going to be horrendous. Because he's already, he's not a, he was never a great hitter. He just had power and make, made the occasional great defensive play. And now you're stuck with his contract. Uh, good luck. And then Kansas City. Um, I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I do know what they're doing. They're just not doing it well enough. Um, <laughs> you blow up the team after 2017. Uh, we're in 2023 now. And you're not even like even hovering around 500. You're Every year, you're pretty much bookmarked for 95 losses. So, listen, you have Bobby Witt. He's a great – I think he's going to be a great player, but he's going to be gone in four years probably. We're, for, we're forgetting something too. Uh, what am I forgetting? So, these – so, first things first, the, the Tigers you're talking about, it was 2021 they were good. Okay. They were like, hey, we're going to go hogwash. I, I got my – It's okay though. Yeah. And my point though, that wasn't my point. I was going to say, these teams now, they don't play these AL Central Division teams 20 times a year. They're playing every the cha- the schedule changed. Yeah. So now they have to play everyone. Yeah, they're screwed. So like the the Royals and Tigers, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's, bad. It's gonna be ugly. And the, it, I remember one year I said the A's are gonna be terrible. They ended up being great. I don't think it's gonna be the case for these two teams. No, I I can I can tell you right now. I think the three worst teams, uh, Detroit, uh, the A's, um, and probably. The Royals, they have a, a strong case to be the three worst teams in baseball this year. I really do think that. And I, I understand, um, you know, I, the Royals, they're tr- I, I just don't I just don't see, like, a vision there or any scenario where they can be, like, good in a year or two. I just don't. And this is, this is the problem with small market rebuilds. If you're not hitting on your prospects and you're not making smart decisions, like, you're, you're stuck. And, like, it just – it just feels like that World Series run they were on, just a lot of things came together at the right time. Not so much more so they were doing everything right. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think this is the worst division in baseball. Uh, yeah, I, I think agree. the Guardians and the White Sox are going to be at the top of this division. The Twins, they had a window back 
right before COVID, those few years, they the had a window. Year, yeah. They had a window and they missed it, and that was unfortunate to see because they were looking pretty. They were looking like a fun team. Um, I don't know. They brought on Joey Gallo. They think that because they banned the shift, he's all of a, gonna, all of a sudden going to get his contact back, which oh isn't going to happen. Yeah, it's just it's just a rough division. I mean, Bell is underrated because he started with the Pirates, so people don't really have him on the radar. Josh Bell is an absolutely amazing hitter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely Proved mashes the ball. Absolutely hit it out of the park in spring training. I mean, the fields aren't that big, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and to rank the division, just to get this division out of the way, I'd go Guardians 1. And I'm going to go out on the limb and say everything goes right for the Twins with the rotation stuff, picking up Pablo Lopez, having Tyler Malley and Sonny Gray. I think that's a good solid three there. Mm. So I'm going to go with them two. But I think if Chicago's fully healthy, they'll be two. I'm just not banking on it. So I'll go Chicago three. And then four, I'd go with the Royals and five, the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't really touch upon Chicago. They're not, they're not devoid of talent. It's just like you said, if this guy stays healthy. if like that, That's just too many ifs for me to take them seriously. And the, the Twins, I know they got black Carlos Correa. Um, that's a whole interesting story. It's a different podcast probably. But uh, yeah, they're going to be competitive. Like They're not going to be terrible. But I, I can see those teams like flip-flopping two or three interchangeable like you said um i can also see them competing for a while, last wild card spot i think they're not they're not that bad and you know, but I, I just still think the guardians they're pretty much returning everyone from last year and then you add josh bell too uh yeah they're gonna be the best team in the division to me bar none in my opinion for the twins though three names to remember nick gordon had a solid tail in the last year jose miranda and hopefully everything goes right with him because he tore his acl last year it's gonna supposed to have a full season this year. Royce Lewis, okay, number one overall pick yep. back in 2018, I believe. Well, if you so. remember, Nick Gordon was a highly touted prospect too, and it took him a long time to get up and like finally get acclimated. So they have talent. Like that's that's not an issue. It's just in Buxton. Hopefully, he could stay well. He's not uh, gonna stay healthy. Yeah. He's uh, if if he, if, he, if he's played like what, eight years now, and he has. Not even played. I don't think he's even played close to. I think he played one year. He played 140 games, but he has not come to close to even a full season. But when he plays, man, he no, like something to watch. Buxton? Yeah. We, when he plays. Yeah. Oh man. We talked about uh, Tony's dad talks about potential all the time. If Byron Buxton realized his full potential, he would be the best player in baseball. Like he he has that yeah. tool. He has that 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 tool set. He can hit mm-hmm. uh, great defensively too. So you know. Time for the AL West. Let's get them over with. Last Astros. place team is the A's. A's oh and first God. place team is the Astros. Astros yeah. The A's, they pick up Shintaro Fujinami, which is cool. Pick up Hayes' Aguilar. Shea Langoliers, going to be a good catcher. Um, was good for their minor league team. Yeah. They're now, I think, Las Vegas Aviators. I think that's I thought it was, it was, isn't, uh, They switched Mike. affiliates. Okay. But, yeah, he was good for them. But that's Ramon, not going to do it. Ramon Liriano, they took a big hit there with the PEDs. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, yeah. He's pretty, he was pretty solid. He was looking oh, pretty Oh, defensively, he's yeah. looking yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, took a hit there. They aren't going to be in Oakland for a lot longer. Yeah. There's oh, just yeah, no way. The stadium, the stadium is horrendous. The team is horrendous. And they can't get a deal with the – and they're only taking in a nine. It was, they were dead last by – even less than the Rays, yeah. 9,000 oh, fans. They, they can't even get 10,000 people, dude. And they have the back. biggest stadium. It's bad. But, I mean, I will say this. I'm not going to 
crap on them too. They have a good farm system, but like those guys are like three or four years out. So it's gonna be a long time before the A's are even like sniffing like 500 baseball, in my opinion. So, but I mean that that's just all I have to say about them. They're just not a very good team. Like they 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 strip their team bear down with talent as much as you can possibly can. So I don't know. Yeah, but we had talked about the Astros being our one. Yeah. My number two, after picking up Colton Wong, Teoscar Hernandez, AJ Pollock, Jared Kelnick, heck of a heck of a spring training, man. Had, had a good tail end the last year. He was awful to start the year last year, but he was. Uh, I mean, good spring training, like the at bats. Julio Rodriguez, JP Suarez, great rotation too. Yeah. I mean, you got Robbie Ray. I mean, Logan Gilbert had a solid year. Luis Castillo. I think that this team is second place in this division. And then, I, yeah, the Mariners, I think, are clear-cut second. You still have Suarez and J.P. Crawford, too. I mean, they got a lot of depth. Ty France, uh, even at the catcher position, you have Cal Raleigh and Tom Murphy. You can't go wrong with either one of those catchers, but Cal Raleigh has wicked pop on his bat. I'm definitely going to – always gives them good at-bats, too. Dylan Moore, you could pull off the bench. Yeah, I think they're two. Angels and Rangers got better, though, but I still think the Mariners are the second-best team in this division. Uh, yeah, I think um, – do we think that the Angels are going to start taking things a little more seriously? I See, I think they always have. I just think they're I – don't, I, I don't think they have. Okay, uh, see, here's why I think they have. it been 10 years – with Mike Trout, I understand. If they were going to take it seriously, it would have been in 2013. No, I I, I understand yeah. that, but he, I'll say Mark Trumbo, uh, where's yeah. the Trumbo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trumbo. Mm-hmm. But they've made moves. Trumbo like, was the same year as yeah. Trout. They're yeah. about mm-hmm. 2011. Yeah. They've they've tried. They've signed guys. It's not like they're like doing nothing. It's just the guys they invest in are terrible. And like they're that's just true. They did, you know what? That's true. Like they, they got Anthony Rendon. Rendon. That was I would I can't believe that yeah. I was shocked when they did that. That's and he has not played a full year for them. He, he hasn't even been like remotely close to the Nationals Rendon. So that was a that's a terrible move. And like it's just guys. Really, their issue it's their rotation. Like it's always been. And like it, it's like outside of Shohei Otani, like who can you count on to give you like consistent innings? Like it, that's my concern. I'm going to go out on the limb though. I think this year they'll be the third best team in the okay. division. I mean, that's not. And I think much. they'll be comp- like a wild card range because I'm really high on Sandoval. He pitched for okay. Mexico in the um, in the World Baseball Classic. I'm really huge on him. I mean, Reed, De- Reed, they, Detmer, Reed yeah. Detmers, too. They signed Tyler Anderson. And, yep, Tyler Anderson. So. And they have Shohei Otani, who pitches, too. Uh, I mean, we'll see. And then you also get Hunter Renfro. And they did something that – and Brandon Drury, too, uh, one of the comeback players of the year last year. But they did something last year. It was very minor. I liked it, though. Um, it actually was something that they did that could help their team. Like, they just didn't throw a lot of money at someone. When they traded Brandon Marsh, they got the number one overall pick from 2016, Mickey Moniak. So my opinion is, yes, I mean, I know he hasn't panned out yet, but, I mean, if you're the number one overall pick, you clearly have potential. Uh, let's just say he ends up doing really good. I mean, that's going to end up being, like, a really good-looking trade. And I think Mickey Moniak, after watching some of his at-bats last year at the talent last year, could be a very good player. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd take them three and then the Rangers fourth because, you know, Corey Seager, awesome year last year, hit almost 30 home runs. Josh Jung, someone to look out for, uh, really good player. Adolis Garcia, obviously they bolstered their rotation getting into Grom and Heaney, but the back end did of the – what's that? Did they? A little bit, yeah, but here's the thing, it's if he pitches and stuff. DeGrom contract 
absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah, what we'll, a terrible contract. We'll you see, cannot yeah. pay that much for a guy who's probably not going to pitch a lot. Mm-hmm. You just I, can't. I know he's, like, when he pitches, he's one, one of the best. I, I don't know if I can really say he is the best pitcher in baseball anymore. He's going to be one of... Top three. Up until pitches. 2021, you could. Yeah. This year, you can't. But you know what? He's just, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's just not a healthy guy. I mean, when you have season after season for what, five years now, where he's just not healthy, it's not going to come back. Mm-hmm. He's just not a healthy guy. It's not going to happen. And it's very unfortunate, but that's a bad contract. And the, yeah. Mets, the Mets' absolutely biggest brain move that we've ever seen was, okay, we're going to let him walk, and who are we going to replace him with? Uh, Justin, Justin, Verlander. Justin Verlander, the best pitcher maybe ever. I mean, he's insane. Maybe I mean, ever. He has a case. Not he a has case. a case to be the best pitcher ever. If Nolan Ryan didn't have a 50,000-year career, right, I would say Verlander is the best pitcher ever. I would certainly, he's probably the best pitcher this past 15 years, I'd probably give you yeah. that. I mean, he won an MVP and multiple Cy Youngs. Yeah. And I mean, last year uh, at the age of 38, 38, 37, 38. He's around that. I mean, I think he's 40. He's 40? I think he is. For, I think Scherzer's that age. Yeah, he's okay. 40. Verlander is 40. Ver, Verlander took 20, took 21 off. Yeah. Instead of saying, hey, I'm going to rush my injury, he took 20 and 21 off, got his stuff together. He's like, I'm still this guy. Yeah. And he went out there and had a sub two ERA. He said, "Actually, took, I'm better than that guy. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> better than that guy." Yeah. Yeah, we could talk. Let's talk about the Mets next. But I do want to just say, uh, so you guys got who do you guys got for the division? I got Astros, yeah, sure. Mariners, Angels, Rangers, A's. Yeah, so I would say Astros, Mariners. I think you can flip flop the Angels or Rangers just depending on health and circumstance. And yeah, the A's, you know, they're rebuilding, so that's pretty much it. Here's what I'll say about Jacob DeGrom real quick, though. Um, obviously, they paid him a lot of money, so you're not you're not going to do this, but I feel like he hasn't really pitched a lot, and he's, he can't stay healthy. And a guy that is a power pitcher, he throws that hard. I feel like he'd be better suited as a closer. Like, Ooh. I think he'd play, he'd play a little bit longer, too. That's interesting. And I think they're not going to obviously do it because they paid him a crap ton of money to be a starter. But, like – Hypothetically, like when you think about it, John Smoltz, he was starting to tail off there. I think he got hurt or something. He had a terrible year. They moved him to a closer. He was like an elite closer. And I feel like if you have Jacob DeGrom, imagine, you know, you're in the ninth inning and you have to face DeGrom. I, I think he'd be really good. Like, I, I really do. And I think it would extend his career maybe three or four more years, too. But like I said, they're obviously not going to do it because they paid him too much money. Right. But, you know, I just, I just something to think about. I don't know. We'll see. And I will say something, too. I mean, someone on the Angels, you know, um, same division, Ian Kennedy. Mm, used yeah. to be a Cy Young guy. Mm-hmm. He's now made his career as a closing pitcher. Now. Yeah, no. He's been he a closer has. for the past four or five years now. No. Not the best closer, but he has the stuff to be a closer. Yeah. Another one, Wade Davis. Ended up being one of the best closers in baseball for a couple seasons for for uh, for a couple years, and he completely tailed off. But still, good closer for the Cubs. I mean, and oh, yeah, Royals there for too. a hot yeah. minute. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, they're solid. No, but that that's just something I just want to think about when I threw that out there, though. But I mean, do we don't do forget it? about Matt Caps. He was never a starter, oh, but Matt what Caps. a closer! Oh gosh. 
Jeez. Twins legend Matt Caps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Twins hero. <laughs> Uh, one last thing on the Angels, Taylor Ward, always going to be overshadowed, but he's going to have a breakout year. Oh, oh yeah, he was great last year, too. This yeah. is going to be his year where he's going to be up there. It's going to be the Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and Taylor Ward show. And hopefully Rendon's healthy, too. If he so. can stay healthy, that, that they, I think they can challenge for a wild card spot, but Rendon. the thing is he doesn't stay healthy. Yeah, Rendon has that, he has that natural pop. You know, he looks he looks very effortless when he it's swings. His bat speed. Yeah, yeah. His he looks effortless, but he hip, gets that, thing, he gets that thing around quick. Mm-hmm. And But, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. His hips get through quick, too. Like, you can tell when he first started with the Nationals before he grew out the beard and the hair and stuff, like, his bat speed was just quick. And then he ended up having the, the – uh, where he almost – he was third in MVP voting. So, yeah. Speaking of the Nationals – um, definitely want to talk about them for a little bit. You might as well go to the uh, what, NL East now. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I, I have them winning the division, by the way, the Nationals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, C.J. Abrams, Manessis, yeah, they're going to be the stars of the show here. Uh, but they're 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 looking, yeah, they're looking they're looking really rough this year. Oh, uh, Mackenzie Gore going to have a great year. I feel it. He's going to be a good pitcher. But other than that, uh, if you look at some of the moves the Marlins made, like even the Marlins, uh, I mean, look at look at they've picked up Luis Arias. You picked up Gene Segura. I mean, you picked up. I mean, you still have Jazz Chisholm. I mean, you got a, some go- solid pickups on this team. And on top of that, Lazardo, Alcantara, Cueto is your top three. I mean, the, they're they're fourth in this division. But I think if they were in like the AL Central. They'd at least be like third or second. I was gonna say, yeah, that, that's all nice, but they they're not the they're like that best, the fourth best team in that division. So yeah, th- th- I said them. So it's yeah. four. I think they're they're gonna be four, and then Nationals five. But yeah, we I can mean, talk about the Mets though. Yeah, we can. Just the the Nationals, they're like kind of in the same position as the A's. They're just starting rebuilds. So they're 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 looking at a hundred losses this year. And then the Marlins, uh, they're probably gonna be like a seventy seventy five win team as far as I'm concerned. But I mean, I you know they're just not they're just not. Compared to Philly, Atlanta, and New York, they're just not in the same category right now. So, I mean, pretty much that, honestly. But, I mean, as far as, like, division winners, I'd probably – I have to go with the Mets. I have to go with the Mets. I'm going with the Mets. I, you're shaking your head. I'm not going with the Mets. <laughs> I can't do I'm, it, man. I'm going to go with I the – I can't do it. I can never the put the Mets first. Who do you have? Uh, the Braves. It's got to be. The Braves? It's got to be the they Braves. Could, yeah. The Mets. The Mets. Yeah. You know what? They're going to be close, but they just – they just, you know, honestly, the Braves underperform as well. I mean, the Braves should be winning closer to 100 games. Mm-hmm. And so should the Mets. But they, uh, I don't know what it is. I think this is the, one of the best divisions in baseball. I think it's the best. I think it's probably the, yeah. it's probably the best division in baseball. But you know what? The Mets just, I mean, they got Vogelback, who one of the worst decisions by the Pirates in recent years is to get rid of him. <laughs> they should have signed him to a two, three-year deal. In my opinion, are you being serious? I'm being so serious. Vogelback? Yeah. You... Oh, I'm being dead serious. Okay. Man. I think the he Pirates dropped some weight too. This the Pirates should have signed Vogelback to a two or three year. Deal. Okay. All right. I do. I mean, he's gonna like if you let him play, he's gonna give you 25 home runs. No, no, he has power. I mean, he's no. a lefty. He's no. a big lefty in PNC Park. I mean, that's what you want, in my opinion. No, that's fair. I'll give you that. You know, it's like okay, so they go out and get. Uh, Carlos Santana and G Man. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like you just you just keep Vogie. He's better than G Man. I, I think I, so. I'd give him that. I think Carlos Santana though is 
it was a good pickup this year. Though. I think it, it yeah. absolutely. But yeah, talking about the Mets though, I you have the Braves, but I think the Mets because I mean you have Scherzer and Verlander. Actually, you're right. I take it back. And ho- and then there's Jose Quintana, <laughs> and, and you have Carlos Carrasco too. Yeah, that's then, your four. And then coming up as a catcher, Francisco Alvarez is going to be a stud. But on top of that, we're not talking about it. Kodai Senga. They signed him. They yeah. signed Kodai Senga, uh, and on top of that, you still have the same lineup as last year. They're keeping their core intact. Alonzo, Marte, Lindor. I mean, and you pick up Tommy Pham too. I just, I think that this team got some potential. Got Mark Canna still. He still got Jeff McNeil and all star from uh, last Brandon year. Nimmo too. Yeah, Pete Alon, Polar Bear. Brandon like Nimmo. I just, oh. I just don't see like it. Scherzer and Verlander. Last couple, like Verlander was healthy all last year. Scherzer's been doing pretty good health wise. I just, I think that this team, like if you look at Marte's career, isn't hurt a ton. Uh, Francisco Lindor's had some healthy seasons. Pete Alonzo's an Iron Man. I think this team has the least injury concerns. Hopefully, I don't jinx them. Least injury concerns. So, and they have one of the best teams as well, like just rotation wise. Um, However, bullpen, yeah, you pick up, you know, uh, Dave Robertson. Good pickup. Good setup guy for Edwin Diaz, but nah. now he might have to be the closer. And Robertson, I think he has some closing experience. So, it's so not he's like, going to have to be the closer. Yeah, I think. It's, it's not the end of the world. They're probably going to have to get another guy off the free agent market, though, I'd imagine. But, you know, Diaz, losing Diaz definitely sucks. Like, that's, 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 he's arguably last year was the best closer in baseball. But, I mean, they're, they're going to be fine. I mean, it's, it's one player. They're still deep as far as pitching goes, and offensively they're they're deep too. So, the Mets to me, I just think if it's if it's any year to win the division, it has to be this year. And I understand the Braves. The Braves are gonna be good too. I think they're gonna be this, speaking. I think they're the second place team. Uh, not it's gonna be a razor thin. I think like last year, it's gonna be neck and neck throughout the whole entire year. The Braves, like, what, what, what can you say? I mean. As far as like ripping guys off for like cheap contracts, they're they're really good at that. Signing guys for undervalue, they get like I mean, Ozzy Albie's getting like seven million a year for seventy five million dollars or whatever, like a ten year contract. He's getting paid less than Key Bryant. I mean, is. the, the dude could have got like double or triple that That's in the free agent market. Like it's they got locked up Austin Riley. They have Acuna for like five more years. Austin Riley's Austin, an MVP candidate dude, to me. Yeah. Austin Riley's gonna get an MVP. He, yeah, he, I mean, yeah. the kid is incredible. Literally every core piece they ha- they 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 are thinking about building around long term. They have them locked up for a very long time. Yeah. Every one of them. This might sound crazy though. I think the I think there, there's three ninety plus win teams in this division. You think the Phillies are going to win ninety games? Yes. Okay. I I because this rotation: uh, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Andrew Suarez. I mean, Taiwan Walker. Those are four, four solid pitchers. No, they are. And then on top of that, you pick up Trey Turner. No, that's get a depth piece in Jay Hay. Yeah. So off Schwarber, Bryce Harper's coming on back. I mean, you still got Alec Bohm. Great year last year. High average hitter. Rare you get to see a high average hitter, especially someone like six five like him. And then just on top of that, I just think the team has a lot of depth. Brandon Marsh still. You still have Nick Castellanos, one of the best catchers in baseball. JT Romuto. I think that. I mean, it's it's neck and neck between them and the Braves, but I think that the Phillies will be my second place team, mm. and then the Braves. Okay. Because I think the Braves do have a solid rotation. You got Freed, Morton, Wright, and Strider, good solid pitchers. But I think that 
I mean, Morton's obviously going to be good again, but I think you're going to start seeing like someone like him take one step back. I think Freed was a little inconsistent at the tail last year. Still going to be a great pitcher. Was a Cy Young candidate. I think it was last year or the year before. But still, I just think that the Phillies just have a little bit more. And that's nothing against the Braves. I still think any other division, they'd be first or second place. But I think just because of how good the Braves and Mets are, I'm going to go Mets, Braves, uh, Mets, Phillies, and Braves. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Phillies are obviously they're a good team, but I, I don't know. I just think a lot of last year. They're streaky. Yeah, and I think they're going to get off to a bit of a slow start not having Harper. and I, But I still think they're obviously a good team. You add Trey Turner, who's a you know 300 hitter. You know, you have JT Romuto. Those are two guys right there. And their pitching is good, but I don't know. I just I feel like they're, 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 they kind of hover around 85, like 88 wins to me. I think they can be a wild card team, but I, I certainly don't think they're winning the division, though. But, I mean, I think it's just – it's more so that what's – it's not that the Phillies aren't good. It's just the division they're in. Yeah. Like, if you put them, like, let's say, the AL Central, they're probably winning the division, or they're going to be close with uh, Cleveland. If you put them – in the, you know, I don't know, think of even the NL Central. I'd, I'd pick them to win the NL Central. Like, it's just, like, they're just in a division with two great teams. That's why I don't, I don't consider them as, like, high. But here's my thing, though. I think all three of them are going to have 90-plus wins because you're not yeah. playing, playing all your division that's, that's teams true. anymore. Sure. I, you're playing everyone else. So it's just like, yes, you're, play, you're playing one extra series against these teams. But the Phillies now get to play teams out of their division more than they play the Braves and Mets. That's going to be beneficial to all three of those teams. No, that's true. I think this might be like a historic year, and no injuries permitting. Like everyone stays healthy for all three teams. All three of these teams are going to have ninety plus wins. Wouldn't be shocked if I saw one of the teams put up a hundred. I mean, it's it's not it's not impossible to think the Phillies can win over ninety games. I just don't. I don't know. I'm. I think I ha- I'd probably put them right at ninety, like on the dot as far as win total. But there's gonna I, be one team at ninety, one team at like ninety three, and then the last team at like ninety eight, something like that. That's 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 very possible. I could see that. I, I can't see that though. But I mean, I don't know if we like did. I don't know. Like, do you think who do you have like as far as your division, Ben, in like division order for the NL East? Yeah, that's tough. It really is going to be neck and neck, especially between the Braves and the Phillies. That's going to be neck and neck. And I don't know. The Phillies are just, I mean, we saw in the World Series and through the playoffs that they're hot and cold. They are, and they just got cold at the wrong time. That's what it really came down to for them last year. I just, uh, I don't know. I think, I guess I, I probably it's just so hard to put the Mets first because they just always find a way to underperform. No matter who they have, they always find a way to underperform. And it's it's very unfortunate because, uh, was it, uh, Cohen, right? I mean, he wants to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's they made some of they, – they had the best offseason that we've seen in a while. They let DeGrom walk to sign Brandon Nemo and to, sign, to re-sign Nemo and to sign Verlander. I mean, that is huge brain activity from Steve Cohen. It's unbelievable. So I'm go- I probably am going to have to put the Mets first now that I think about it. I think it's going to be neck and neck between the Braves and the Phillies, but I'm probably going to go Mets, Braves, Phillies. 
And then Marlins. And then the Marlins and the Nationals. Fair enough. I mean, you probably go to the NL Central or NL West. I think we should save NL Central for last so we could do the Pirates last. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So, I'm just going to get into it for the top two teams. It's Padres, Dodgers. Padres, Dodgers. So, I'll I'll explain some of these teams. Dodgers pick up Noah Syndergaard, have Clayton Kershaw, Luis, uh, not Luis, what what's the Julio Urias? Yeah, There's so many guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Trevor May, Tony Gonsolin, solid five pitchers. Still have Chris Taylor, Gavin Lux, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. Pick up David Peralta. Trace Thompson had a good year last year. Um, is, and May, is May coming back this year? I think he's supposed to because okay. he he had Tommy John last did, year. Yeah. I don't know when, but he's supposed to. Um, he was out the whole season, so I'm guessing he's going to be back this yeah. year. Oh, at some point, yeah, you'd imagine. Here's the thing, though. You lose one of your closers, so, like, their project, their bullpen isn't looking very good. But they'll probably pick, call someone up who's going to be, like, a sub-two <laughs> ERA. Their form system is endless players, man. I but look out, Miguel, look out for Miguel Vargas, though. No, yeah. He's going to be a stud. Uh, so that's one guy for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Had a really, really good spring training. Uh, and uh, so now I'm going to go to the Padres. We can compare them. You, Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, that's your top three. Yeah. That's a good top three, good top especially three. when Snell's on. Musgrove's always on. You's always on. Yep. Uh, you pick up Nelson Cruz, which, tail end of his career. You pick up uh, Matt Carpenter. Ooh. Yeah, and you what? pick up Xander Bogarts. I, I was actually saying, oh, because of you, Darvish, Nelson Cruz on the same team. Oh, yeah. yeah. About that. Oh, the Rangers, yeah. 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 No, I'm, think, I'm talking about the Astros and the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. Because you, Darvish, took – you, Darvish, lost millions and millions and mi- – I mean, tens of millions mm-hmm. because of the Astros cheating scandal. He lost tens of millions because of that game. Mm-hmm. No, and, and that was a Nelson Cruz thing, right? Well, Nelson Cruz. Cruz was on um, the oh. Twins that year. I, think. Yeah, I don't think he was on the Astros or the yeah. Dodgers, no. No, who am I thinking of? Oh. I, what are you talking about? Like, what are you, like, referring to? I'm, I'm confused. Like, uh, you Darvish and who? Um, Nelson Cruz? No, who am I thinking of? Uh, um, Yoli Gurriel. No. Um, they had Jose Alatuve. Who was it? Who was it with Alex Cora? Who was that? Who was Alex the player? Cora. Who's the player with Alex Cora? Carlos Beltran? Carlos Beltran, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. okay. No, that makes sense. That makes all sense. right. We can snip all that out. Well, we'll snip it out. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, with uh <laughs> Rewind. No, it's good. It happens. Let's see. Yeah, no, I'll keep going, though. Yeah, and so you get all these players. This one that we could pick up right here. So you get all these players. Cruz, I know he's, like, later in his career, Carpenter. Uh, you still have Tatis, but I mean, picking up Tatis should be back now. And you have Xander Bogarts coming in, Manny Machado, Cronenworth, and Juan Soto. I mean, Listen, uh, they're 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 in contention with. I'm, I'm gonna go out on them. I'm picking them to win the division. Padres. I think the Dodgers' reign of winning divisions uh, ends this year. I'm picking the Padres. Well, what do you feel? I just I just feel like their offense. It, it's loaded. Their pitching staff's good. Their bullpen's good. Like if 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 if, 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 if there is any year for the Padres to win the division, it, it has to be this year. Yeah, like it, it just has to be. And the Dodgers are still going to be a playoff team. I have them as w- the first wild card, but I just 
I, I the Padres to me, I think they're just a, a tad bit better this year. I do, especially you add Bogarts to you have Machado, Tatis when he gets back. I think he's suspended the first couple games of the year. Soto, Bogart, you're those are four guys that can give you thirty home runs right there and driving four hundred runs. Just and then not to mention they have other guys too. Like it's not just them. So Cronenworth, yeah, too. he was an All Star last year. Yeah. So I mean, you your lineup's stacked as long as guys stay healthy. So if you get Juan Soto last year, he was still good, but he wasn't as good as he was in twenty twenty one. If you can get twenty twenty one Juan Soto, oh you can get twenty twenty one Tatis. Uh, dude, you're gonna probably win hundred games. I think they're gonna win hundred games this year. I you know what here's the thing I you you bring up a valid point this team on paper is definitely better I I agree and, and Sander Bogarts I've already mentioned he's one of my favorite players I think he's really underrated too and I think Juan Soto you're gonna get a good Juan Soto no matter what happens he's he's rather gonna hit he's gonna you know every single year doesn't get hurt gonna be an Iron Man Fernando Tatis as long as he doesn't like do do anything off field crazy and dumb, he he should be there too. Um, no disrespect, Tatis, uh, but um, any and then like the rotation too. I mean, solid three pitchers. The thing that just worries me is for some reason the Dodgers just always have their numbers when they play head to head, and I just don't know what it is. I mean, I'm tentatively picking the Padres. For it, I, I agree with you because I'm a not, like on paper and like if you look at the injury history of this team, they're probably going to be a healthy team. But I just there, there's just something about the Dodgers though. For some reason, they always have someone come up, and that you know you still have Mookie Betts, Will Smith, and Freddie Freeman. That's a solid big three right there. It, it's going to be tight. It's going to be really really tight. Trade Turner's gone. Trade that yeah, hurts. I just, that hurts. I mean, that and hurts Seager's been gone for a couple yeah. years now. Gone. Um, I, 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 yeah. So tentatively going with the Padres, but they're just Miguel Vargas coming up. I think he's going to be a stud. I mean, you lose Justin Turner too. Yeah, I'll go Padres. But like I said, there's something about the Dodgers. They just have their number. Uh, but for now, I'm going to pick the Padres. Well, but I'm just saying they're in the rear view. Oh, I'll say this: the Padres they did beat the Dodgers in the NLDS last year. So maybe they're starting to turn a corner. As maybe far as, yeah. Like getting they did beat him in the NLDS. Yeah, You're right so about like, that. I don't I'm just saying, like, regular no, yeah. season record-wise, yeah. no, it's, is, like, lopsided. True. No, that is true. Um, I will say this, though. The Dodgers, uh, I, they're going to be a good team. I just think, like, they just they, they look a little thin to me in certain uh, positions. And It's wow. not like how it usually they're, is. Yeah. 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 They're but but they're, they're going to they're gonna somehow replenish and get guys out of nowhere. They're, they're, like, that's, that's how they do it, though. But they're still going to be a good team, though. Like, don't make – Well over 90 wins. Yeah. As far as the rest of the division, though – it's interesting. So, like, I think all three of these teams can be interchangeable, too. I would probably say the Diamondbacks as my third team. You I, know what? I was going to say that. Yeah. Call me crazy. Give them two or three years. You yeah. got one of the better outfields in baseball. But say they just, you just saw they extended uh, Corbin Carroll for like eight years. And so I really think, him for a long and time. I think Corbin Carroll could win Rookie yeah. of the Year this year. And in yeah. fact, he's my pick to win NL Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And, and you still have Alec Thomas, yeah. who's on Team Mexico this year. Which he's born in the U.S., which I guess dual citizenship. Uh, and then on top of that, you also have get Kyle Lewis yeah. too in a trade. And like I don't know, like they lose Dalton Varsho, but you pick up Lourdes Gurriel too. So you got four solid outfielders out there. Nope. And not to mention, so the, their issues are rotation. 
Uh, you still have Cattell Marte, Carson They Kelly. still have Zach Gallon. The, but, yeah, I was going to say, he had Cy Young candidate, year, yeah. top, I, top five pitcher in baseball. No one really knew that because he was on the Diamondbacks. Yeah. The Diamondbacks were better than anticipated last year for me. Yeah. So I think that the Diamondbacks take one more step. Um, if you look at it, I, I just think that on paper – they're better than Colorado and they're better than you know the uh, Giants, but I, I just feel like yeah, I feel like they're they're the three team in this. Yeah, I think their farm system is pretty good too, so they're gonna have guys come up and like hopefully produce. So yeah, I think the Diamondbacks are on the right track as far as being comp- competitive again though. But as far as the last two teams, the Giants to me, I. I, I don't know. Like, they're just really – they're weird to me. I, they're not a good team, I don't think. They're, like, kind of, like, 70 to 75-ish wins. I, I just don't – I really don't see them, like, really doing anything much. And then the, then the Rockies. I think the Rockies are a complete joke, honestly, of a franchise. Um, I'm just going to be real with you. Uh, you let, you trade Nolan Arenado, and then you sign Chris Bryant. And your team's worse when you sign Chris Bryant than when you had Nolan Arenado. And I just – I just don't know what they're doing. Chris Bryant, to me, he's, like, finished as far as being, like, a, an elite player. Uh, you sign him, to like... You're calling that already. I am. Okay. He just can't stay healthy. Uh, like, he barely played... I would play- give that a year or two. Okay. But I, I would, too. I, I think Chris I Bryant, when he was off, healthy... Though. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll semi-retract my statement. I don't think you're far off. I mean... You, I, when he plays, he's yeah. a very good player. Well, like, last he year, won too, MVP. though. He was great last year when he came no, back, No, he, he won MVP. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him his, his respect. What I'm saying is it's just, like... He just barely played last year, and when he yeah. did play, he was good. But that's the problem. Like he, just, it seems like he's not playing a lot in recent yeah. memory. And I think when you commit that much money to a guy, I mean, that contract, I knew from the moment, I was like, oh, that's that's gonna be a bad contract. And like, hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, he stays healthy and he produces because that would be great for uh, him uh, specifically. But the Rockies, their rotation's a mess. Their offense is, like, iffy at best. I mean, I know they had C.J. Crone go off last year, but uh, I think they're a last-place team, honestly. Yeah. And I think they should honestly – if Chris Bryant has a great first half, I think they should consider trading him and, like, start – like, just tear the team down because they're not – the way their team is constructed, they cannot hang with the Padres or Dodgers right now. Not, they just not can't. a chance. There's just no way. I'm just going to wrap it up so we can get to the NLC. Okay. So if you guys don't oh, mind, I'm going to go Giants for – I'm just going to say pick up Michael Conforto, Mitch Hanniger, uh lose Brandon Belt, uh, Logan Webb, Alex Wood, Sean Mania. What's that? He went to the uh, oh, Blue, Jays. Blue Jays. So they lost uh, Rodon too. So and they lost Rodon, but you, a, you get Mania to replace yeah. him. Which like their rotation still isn't awful, but it's still not like it, it's good, but it's not like great. So right. I'm gonna go with them four, no. and then the Rockies five. I just wanted to say real quick, Alejeros Montera has three home runs in spring training. Top prospect for the Rockies. Watch out for him. Uh, but. Yeah, that that's my. Does anyone have anything different? No, nah, I'm not gonna. I think I agree with uh, one through five. Honestly, Did you say Padres taking the division. Yeah, I got Padres. Dodgers, yeah, I have this. I have this terrible that. feeling that the Padres are going to underperform, but that's not going to stop me from putting them first in the division. Fair enough. I think they're going to take the division. I just, I just have this I have feeling. The same that feeling. No, I, 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 I know what you mean. There's just so much hype between those four guys. Yeah. There's just so much hype that I don't know. Maybe Tatis gets hurt. But what is that infield going to look like? Good question. Are they Here's putting the thing, at third? You still have Ha Seong Kim, who had a really good season last year at short. Do you put Tatis in the outfield? 
I think that's their plan. He's just getting bumped, man. Because like, like Young Kim, I wouldn't be surprised. Is a better him. is a better shortstop, like better defensive shortstop than Fernando Tatis. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to trade him in the next year or two. Tatis, yeah. If he has a great year, they can get a hell of a lot of return yeah. for him. They can get a crap ton it of prospects. It wouldn't be a bad idea. He's kind of a liability. Uh, no, that's, that's that's not. I can't really disagree with that because he really hasn't played in like what two years. Yeah. So. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. But when he did play, he batted over two seventy with forty two homers. No, he's uh, like his. I remember his rookie year, dude. He was like ridiculous. He batted over three hundred as a rookie. So he the, the talent's there. It's just he has to stay on the freaking field. But so. it's now time for the division. The best um, for last, the NL well, Central. Do you guys want to just do <laughs> Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, Reds, and then finish it off with the Pirates? No, I'm, I'm doing the. I'm taking the Cardinals. I'll do Cardinals. Yeah. Oh no, no. Oh no. I'm saying, do you want to oh, go oh, over this team? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going Cardinals too, okay. by far and away. I think I think the Cardinals like picking up Wilson Contreras, and then you know having Jordan Walker for the full season. Which I think can also be in NL. I think it's going to come down to Walker and Corbin Carroll for NL Rookie of the Year. Okay. I think that this Cardinals team, I mean, you still have Wainwright. You still have Michaelis. I mean, the rotation isn't amazing. Like, Flaherty, I mean, Jordan Montgomery had a good year. Flaherty was bad, though. Flaherty could pick it up, though. I think this team runs away with it. Oh, yeah. It's just um, still have Tommy Edmond, Goldie, yeah. Arenado, Nolan Gorman. You, yeah. you said it, man. I don't got to repeat it, but I. You know, the Brewers, to me, they feel like a team that's, like, a team that's going to tank big time this year. I hope I'm wrong, but, like, I'm, like, tempted to pick the Cubs to finish second. Yeah, I, really am. I am, too. Actually, I, just, I am putting the Cubs. I, I'm going to go with the Cubs in I'm second place. I know that's Cubs wild to idea. say, but I just. I don't think it's very wild Okay. Yeah, I, I just, the I Brewers, agree. to me, like, they just, I feel like they're just, like, every, year after year, it feels like they're taking steps back. And I feel like this year. Yeah, they also like, missed their window. They yeah. A little window. And, and then Yelich isn't the same player. Like, it's clear. It's, it's yeah, I, no. We have a big enough sample size. I don't think he's going to return the MVP form. No. I really See, don't. I just think it depends on how the Cubs rotation does. No. Because, like, the Cubs definitely. I mean, you got you pick up Eric. So listen to this. You picked up all these players in the same offseason. And you literally just traded away the house, yeah. like in 2021. And you're now we're talking about them being second place in this division. You pick up Eric Hosmer, Trey Mancini, Dansby Swanson, yeah. a top five, top ten shortstop. Yeah, Bellinger, too. Bellinger, uh, Patrick Wisdom, Ian Happ, Nico Horner, unbelievable year last year. He made some big moves. Tucker Barnhart, Jan Gomes, good catching core. And then your rotation is Stroman, Hendricks, Smiley, Jameson, Tyon, and Justin Steele. Now, I will say this. Uh, say Suzuki, Suzuki, I think he's going to miss the m- first month of the season, so that's going to hurt. He'll but, be back. Though, but too. if he gets back, I mean, and if Bellinger, I hate to say this, but I don't think he's going to ever be that same guy again. But if he can be, like, even half, half of it. Dude, the Cubs, they're going to be, and like, you mentioned it, they, like, cleaned house, and they still won 74 games last year. So they're, like, on, and their farm system's, like, replenished, too. So they're on the right track to being a very competitive and team And Christopher again. Morell, yeah. too, and Nelson Velasquez. Like, yeah. they just got, like, No, the I Cubs, the, I would not be surprised if next year they're in the, in the playoff playoff race. I would not be surprised. Here's my only worry, though. Is there something, uh, the Brewer, like, we talked about the Rays. Yeah. Brewers are the same way. Yeah. Like, they still got some players like Willie Adamas, Ur- uh, Urias, uh, Rowdy Telez. Their pitching's going to keep them That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Their rotation is still top five in baseball. No, it's it's very Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodworth, Freddie Peralta. That's unbelievable. That's yeah. stacked. Uh, and then yeah. you got Eric Lauer and um, 
uh, Hauser's Adrian Hauser is your five guy. Adrian Hauser would be like a three or two on a lot of teams. Yeah. My thing is, I think they're going to trade Corbin Burns at some point this year, if not this year, next year, because like the arbitration thing that was, you know, when that's an issue, that's a problem. I think you know, these smaller markets always have travel. That's what I'm saying. So I think I would not be surprised if that. Here's why I picked the Brewers third. If they get off to a slow start and they know they're not going to be anywhere remotely close to competing for a World Series this year, I think you can see them clean house to some extent. And I think that's why I have them in third. That's that's that's. I'm going to go out and let and say that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. You know what? I'm I'm going to. Here's the thing. Like, uh, I, I really think it's interchangeable. No, I, I, I think really think too. that the Brewers could be second. In fact, uh, there's like a gut feeling that they will be second for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know what it is. It's just that rotation. But I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you guys. I'm gonna go after seeing. I, I I saw what the Cubs are doing. I kept an eye on it. I think that the Cubs have a solid team this year. They have a good mix of veteran talent and young players like Nico Horner and uh, and just players like that and like Christopher Morrell, players coming up. Yeah, Cubs rotate. Cubs bullpen concerns me big time, uh, but I'm still gonna go with. Yeah, I'll go Cubs second, Brewers third, Reds fifth, Pirates fourth. Yeah, I'll go Pirates four. Pirates four, and I'll yeah. go. I'll go. I'll go Reds five. Well, yeah, I think the Pirates are gonna get seventy wins. Ooh, shoot. I do. I do. I, I think too. they can too. I think. I, I do think too. I think they're gonna hit seventy on the dot this year. I, yeah. I believe. Before we go into the Pirates, I do want to just touch on the Reds. Okay. Pick up, their big pickup was Will Myers this year, mm-hmm. and Kevin Newman and Chad Pinder. Pirates made better moves, honestly. Yeah. I mean, their rotation. Hunter Green's gonna be good. Luke Weaver's good. Lodolo had a good year. But, you know, Ashcraft and Sessa, I mean, the rotation's, like, okay. But, like, the I really think with Brew, how Brubaker pitched in the second half of the season, Mitch Keller having a sub four, like, almost having, like, what was it, 320-something ERA? It was, like, a, it was like three. It was somewhere in the three. It was three-something. Three three yeah, but. Opening day. That, yeah, he yeah. Is. He's starting opening day. Yeah, sure. And then, like, Vince Velasquez has had a sneaky good spring training. You still have uh, Ronzi, Contreras, and Rich Hill. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a this is Jekyll and Hyde compared uh, to last year's bo- rotation. Yeah. And you still have Johan Oviedo, yes. too. So here's what I'll say with the Pirates. So I, I still don't think they're a good team, but they're a lot better than where they were last year. And I think that's – they remind me a lot. You can disagree or agree with me. They remind me a lot of the 2011 team. Like, they're, they're, they have talent, but they're just not quite there yet as far as being, like, really competitive. And I think next year – uh, it's going to be like the determining factor whether or not this rebuild is like actually on schedule, because I think you're going to see with this year if O'Neill Cruz can get get better, you know, if Key Brian Hayes can get better, Brian Reynolds can still do his thing. Hopefully, they figure out that whole issue. I really hope they do because if they can, that'll make life go a lot easier for the Pirates as a whole. Um, the rotation, like I said, if uh, Rodney Contreras can build upon what he did last year, he's had a very good World Baseball Classic, by the way. If uh, Mitch Keller can, can build build it off of it, if Brubaker can be relatively competent and not have those stretches where he pitches very poorly, you know Vince Velasquez, if he can be a decent, like the um, Jose Quintana of last year, you know you you have something there, and then your bullpen's a lot better too than last year, and like hopefully Bednar, um, you know he can be solid again. He kind of like tailed off last year, whether or not it was because he was overused or he was hurt, you know. Hopefully he can get back to that, and you know. 
your offense is going to be a lot better. Obviously, you got McCutcheon too. He's going to provide pop and veteran leadership that they need. You mentioned Santana. He still has pop though, even though he's a little bit older. G-Man Choi, you're going to platoon those guys. Uh, you know, you, this team, I think they can win 70 games. I do. And I think it would be nice to see if they two or three prospects get called up this year. I would like to see uh, Piguero get called up. I also want to see if Nick Gonzalez can make Andy Rodriguez. Andy yeah. Rodriguez, too. He's probably the catcher of the future. If he can get called up, if Nick Gonzalez can get called up, I think, you know, you can really start to see, like, you can have a better idea of what this team's going to look like when they actually want to compete, hopefully. So my only concern, though, is um, Henry Davis. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about him not panning out, but hopefully, you know, it's just uh, last year was just a blip in the radar, and I'm, I'm proven wrong. But I'll, that's all I'll say with the Pirates. You guys can go. Yeah, for me, I just I think something minor is like you got a lot of pull hitters this year. Mm. G Man strict pull, Carlos Santana strict pull, uh, Jackson Winsky strict pull hitter. Koch used to be all around, but now he pulls the ball a ton. Uh, Connor Joe pull hitter, Rodolfo Castro pull hitter. No shift anymore. So yeah. I think you're gonna see an uptick on everyone's statistics for mm. this team. Um, that's a, another thing too. And plus, you had veterans and Carlos Santana and McCutcheon. Yeah. G-Man Choi, I mean, he had some really good seasons for Tampa. I hope it's not like a, a Satsuga thing, but oh, I think gosh. he, I think G-Man Choi is actually legit. So, oh, I, I don't want to cut you off. But I do want to mention one thing. So, I'm a little bit concerned with Jack Swinsky too. Like the average kind of worries me, but I mean, if he can keep the pop, I think that's that would be good. But Here's what I'll say. So Travis Swaggerty, he's had a really good spring, yeah, yeah. and I think he's like really pushing for a starting job this year. I would not be surprised if he takes it from Sawinski. And that's not like I'm not disrespecting Sawinski, but I think Swaggerty. I mean, they 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 drafted him in the first round for a reason, and I think eleventh overall. Yeah, hopefully, South Alabama. I mean, if he can like put together that this year, if he if he can like become like a major league player, that would be so huge. I mean, it's not even funny. Like that'd be really huge for them long term. So I just wanted to throw it there. You yeah, know, I'm sorry. I also think that the, like a lot of players, similar to Swaggerty, mm-hmm. I think Swaggerty's had a good spring training, but Cannon Smith and Najigba yeah. had a good spring training. Yep. Same with Cal Mitchell too. Yeah. And the only thing with Cal Mitchell is like, you really can't defend at all. Oh uh, no. I mean, he's one of the he's a good hitter, like solid hitter at the tail end of last year, but not a good defensive player. But yeah, I think this team is gonna win, you know, seventy games for sure. I, I mean, I just, I, I think there's gonna be improvement on this team because let's get real, McCutcheon is a is an improvement over Gamble. Like Santana, Choi, and Joe is your first base core. Meanwhile, all you had was Chavis last year, and then Zach Collins at the end of the year. I mean, Chavis had a solid year, but he wasn't a true first base. No. And then your middle infield, O'Neal Cruz, I'm excited to see his first full season. Rodolfo Castro had a good second half. Yeah, he did. What we need is Key Brian Hayes oh, yeah. to get some pop because his defense is there. So, yeah. I For me, I'm going to give them 71 to 77 games. I know that's a little positive. We're going to go a little positive here because you can't be bad forever. They had one of the worst three-year stretches in baseball history. It ends this year. All right, you could, you could. What's your opinion, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, there's a few big things that they've been banking on for years now, which is Mitch Keller is one of the biggest things. Is that they've needed him to get to a point where he doesn't give up at least two runs every single start that he pitches. Um, 
I think he's getting to that point. I I just I don't know. I mean, I don't think Mitch Keller is as bad as he was a few years ago, but he's still not a stud. But you know, I think that Mitch Keller is going to get the job done this year. Yeah. I think with Cabrian Hayes, that's the other thing. Pop has always been a concern with him. Is the pop in his bat that it's just not there? I think it's still too early to call, but I think if he doesn't, if he has a, I would consider trading Cabrian Hayes within the next couple of years. I would. I think personally, I think that was a bad contract. I think it's maybe a little early to call. I think she gave it to Reynolds before. Yeah, yeah I would pay Reynolds first. I would yeah, get, I would and then O'Neill Cruz came up, and they were like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. But um, I don't think Brian Hayes is a bad player. I just – he's just not really doing it for me. No, I can, I can see why you'd say that. Here's yeah. what I'll say. Um, I always knew he wasn't really much of a power hitter, but my thing is I just want him to hit well. Like, I don't care if he hits 20 home runs or two home runs. He needs to be hitting more better than 240. Uh, right. he, yeah, he's. I think he's a lot better player than that. Like, if you remember 2020, we got called up. I mean, there was that stretch there. He was really good. He was get, spraying the ball all over the field, and he was on base. I, I need that production. I don't really care so much for power. And I think if he can give you that, I mean, we only paid him $70 million. So, considering he's arguably the best defensive third baseman in baseball, yeah, and even, have that's not a bad contract. I mean, it, it could have been a lot worse. So, I mean, you know, the, the amount of years, that's a bit concerning. I, I, I'll give you that. But, I mean, $70 million, that, that's not bad. I know for the Pirates, it's a lot of money, though. But I will say this. I will agree with the Brian Reynolds thing. They should have paid him first, but that's a whole other topic, though. But. What do you guys think about Giovan Bay, by the way? G-Wan I think he's going to be solid. He's going to be yeah. a really yeah, good utility solid. guy. And, like, you mentioned it, too, like, Mitch Keller, while I don't, he wasn't like awesome last year. He was compared to what he's been his first couple of years. He was terrible, and like he made significant improvements last year. So I think if he can build upon that, I think runs he can trust. I mean, we we mentioned a bunch of guys. If they could like, if all these guys like semi pan out this year and pr- produce like like we know they're capable of, I think they could win seventy five games. I, I I will. I'm willing to go that high. I'm willing to go 75. I, you know, my cap 77, my minimum 71. So I, I just, I, I, what I like about it, I'm just going to bring up Glass now again. This is, will be my last remark before we go off. But uh, they didn't want to make the same mistake they did with Tyler Glass now with Mitch Keller. And I think you're starting to see why because he's starting to finally put it together. So. You know, hopefully, if they lose 100 games, I'll be very disappointed. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, they, they cannot af- afford to lose 100 games again. I'll, sa- I'll say this right now. If they lose 100 games this season, Tear down. I, I will not watch the first month of 2024 baseball. I'll be watching the KBO. <laughs> and, that's, and, I, and I'm going to be a man of my word on this. If the Pirates lose over 100 games, April through May... I'm not going to watch one game at MLB. No. It's going to be just KBO. No, I, I'm going to hold you to that too, by the way. I don't know. It's just a weird bet I'm going to have. No, you're cool. Yeah. Shoot. But that, that was pretty much our predictions for 2023. Um, knowing how my NFL ones went, uh, mine are probably going to go terribly wrong this year. The Pirates won 105 games. Uh, you know, that's how it goes. But, uh, you know, thanks for coming on the show, Ben. Really yeah, appreciate thanks it. for having me. You should you should definitely help one more maybe throughout the summer, especially through the summer. Yeah, yeah. baseball is yeah, a baseball. main topic. Yeah. So, do you have anything else you want, you want to add, Tony? 
No, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. If you guys want to listen to our podcast, there's Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Anything you want to uh, add? Andrew McCutcheon absolutely changed the city of Pittsburgh, and he is an all-time Pittsburgh legend, and I am emotionally happy that he is back. And I don't expect him to uh, absolutely pop off, but I think he's going to have a solid year. I think this is where he. Be- I think this is where he belongs. I think he might give us over twenty homers. No, that's not far. That would be awesome. I don't think it's completely far fetched. No, it's not. And um, yeah, that's just completely awesome. And a very random thing is, I actually a few weeks ago played a good. Well, I didn't really play a guitar, but I held a guitar that belonged to Andrew McCutcheon. That's it. Did mm. you know that? Uh, Was it Tori's dad? No, it's um. Lindsay Lindsay Bosco has it. Oh yeah, she knows McCutcheon's. Yeah, mom. so um, Joe's sister, I guess, babysits for McCutcheon, oh, and he gave her the guitar, and she gave it to Lindsay, and she pulled it out a couple weeks ago, and so that was really cool. That oh is, wow! Yeah, kind of, that was very random. I was not expecting that at all, but that was very cool. No, that is that is. But yeah, I absolutely love McCutcheon. He hits lefties well too. That's what the Pirates needed. McCutcheon hits so. lefties. And Connor well. Joe hits lefties well. So. Yeah. So I love McCutcheon. McCutcheon's I, the guy. I, you couldn't have you couldn't have said any better. You couldn't have. And by the way, you should never. They should have never traded him too. That's why he should have been a pirate for life. But that's another story. You know, it ends up being good though. Because well, they got Brian Reynolds. Brian, I, yeah, and I, now I they know, get Cutchin back. I, yeah, yeah, I the only one you don't have out of that deal steal is Kyle Crick. So yeah, shoot. No, I'll, I'll give you. I can't. That's, I always I always say that, but then I forget. Oh, you had Brian yeah. Reynolds too. So can't forget that though. But that was our show for this week. Uh, I'm Fran Tenney Rose. I'm Justin Stewart. We'll do it again soon, folks. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.